Yo! What's up? This is the Powerline Podcast with your hosts, Angel and Doyle. Damn. Um, we're, we got a special guest today. Um, interview from issue three of Powerline. We got Edward Culver here with us. How's it going, man? Real well. Doing good. Thanks for, thanks for taking the time to yeah, talk with us. Thanks for having us. Glad, I was, glad I was able to get you a, a copy of the magazine, finally. Thank you. Yeah. Cool. Um, Look forward to perusing it better. Yeah. Well, how's the how's the start of your twenty twenty been? Any, 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 anything interesting? Like as far as uh, yeah, your wife was just saying you did a photo shoot the other day. Oh yeah, friend of mine's band named Mesa Lanes. I photographed them mm. for a record they're working on. Cool. Mm-hmm. So Very you still nice. stay like pretty active and stuff, like as far as that and stuff, or you pick no. and choose kind of? <laughs> yeah. No, I don't shoot very much anymore at all. I do stuff for friends primarily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Angel Angel uh, shoots a lot of t- uh, film too. Yeah, me and my brother. Of, yeah, yeah me. his brother actually is great. He in the bathroom develops negatives yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, I was telling him earlier that my dark room was always in my bathroom from when I had a cottage behind my parents' house to when I had a full blown studio. That it was still in the bathroom. Mm. I didn't dedicate a space just for a dark room. It's cool though to learn. Uh, I mean, it's cool to learn the craft more like that, though. You know. Oh, it's a lost art. Yeah. Know, everything digitized. You know, my enlarger sitting out in my garage probably has an inch of dust on it. I haven't used it in years. Yeah, he was curious. Yeah, you had some camera film questions. Yeah. What, yeah. what was something you wanted? To- well, I mean, like, what what camera did you start with, like, uh-huh. and and how? Because we we're just talking earlier how um how you didn't you didn't shoot a lot of the shows that you went like early on. Like, when did you when did? No, I started shooting at the very first show I went to. Yeah. That when I started going. Well, when we were talking about like the, what was the cream the days when you saw like cream oh, at the yeah, whiskey. I, wasn't, I was studying art. I wasn't even thinking about photography, and uh, it was kind of like a lifelong mindset of mine when I was a little kid it's like I want to grow up to be an artist god damn it you know I want to right. do art for a living sort of and uh that's the dream it was just a thought that I had that long ago and it kind of transpired because I just kept heading that way yeah you know I've never uh advertised I've never asked for work um my phone numbers unpublished and uh, use general sympathy cards with my information on them for business cards <laughs> and you know, I've worked on over 500 album covers you know and all just word of mouth you know I think if you do a good job people will find you you shouldn't have to be yeah know, totally like, kissing up to somebody to get work you're not doing something right yeah, yeah. good art good music is is found and heard like uh well, well, sometimes, sometimes a lot of stuff is lost and undiscovered. But for the most part, if it's if it's good, it's it's out there and people are listening or supporting they'll it. They'll find it. Yeah, yeah that's like they'll I don't follow it. the music scene anymore. But I figure if it's if it's really great, I'll hear about it and check it out. But otherwise, it's like I don't give a damn about following the music scene nowadays. I don't care less. You know, yeah. some of it's great. I'm not belittling any of it, but it's just like I don't have a passion for that anymore. Right. You know, during the punk scene, it was a whole other thing. It was amazing. And it, you said you shot from what 79 to 84. I shot. Uh, the punk scene. That, I started shooting in real late '78, but 
you know, I was doing like real crap. I learned real quick from my mistakes, you know, I do something that's like, oh, not doing that again. I, I should note that I actually, I never used a light meter. Mm. And I've been shooting for over 40 years. I remember you talking about that. Yeah, yeah. I pay attention to light like a hawk and what it's doing and how it bounces and the angles and stuff. And uh, I don't know. I load I load some film in and I honestly just say fuck it, good luck like we'll see what happens I'm, I don't use light meters either like yeah I just I read whatever the fuck the lighting is and I remember it I'm like right, let's go I, well I knew my happens. settings from looking at the light yeah you know that's that's a lost art you know and I, I had friends photographer friends that use light meters and stuff I go what are you gonna do when your battery dies you're gonna be up shit creek mm -hmm. you know and I used to do like studio photography with time exposures and. Uh, multiple exposures and you know, like strobe light and time exposure ambient light and stuff like that and virtually every time I'd pull a Polaroid it was balanced right this yeah. the, my neighbor friend was like always flipping he's like how'd you do that and I was like I pay attention to you yeah, know the wattage and the angles and the lighting and yeah. what it's gonna do yeah it's, it's fucking magic you can create with that you know? you know like I could mention that like people doing portraiture work you know um, you can have that person slightly move their head around within the light source that you choose and take say that but they'd never again yeah have to work and stuff is that going yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry phone call sounds okay uh, electronics yeah electronics i've been meaning to play with this uh this little like tape recorder i got Mm -hmm. I want to do like a little demo on it or something. It sounds super dope. I did like a Union Front one too. I think I did a like some some of only like mm -hmm. just like acoustic tracks. But damn, it sounds so crisp. Mm -hmm. It just sounds so damn crisp, and it picks up everything. Too. Um, <clears throat> I wanted to talk too uh, before we get into anything else, like uh, the art show. So that's coming up in San Francisco. Yeah. Um, that's cool. How'd you get uh, hit up for that? Um, did, the uh, people organized okay. like Craig and Free. Um, yeah, who who is throwing it? These are some San Francisco young punks that do, you know, feed the homeless and do all kinds of different stuff. Okay, yeah, yeah, we got it right here. <clears throat> so yeah, organizing this show. So it's you, Winston Smith, Rick Agnew, mm -hmm. Dick Lucas, Murray Bowles, Carolyn Collins, bunch of people. Yeah. That'd be awesome. And what's the? It says welcome to 1984. Is it? I see the Dead Kennedys on here. Is it like a retrospective of, of certain Smith's things? Art. It doesn't say Dead Kennedys anymore. Or, or I mean, I just see the imagery of uh, the snakeskin and the the in this on a yeah. Dead Kennedys album. But mm -hmm. that would be cool. And you say you don't you don't know too many people out in San Francisco, really? You didn't go out no, there too much. Flipper and the Kennedys. So 2020 punk on the Western Front, and you're gonna be putting some photos in there and some stuff. Yeah, there's some photos of uh, some of my sculptures besides just some of my punk photos. It's really a drag. I'm like, you know, I'm staying with Jello, and you know, it's his town and stuff. And I have like tons of really good photos of him. And mm. you know, from '79, I have him playing on a little island at Flipper's Roller Disco and oh, really? there's skaters going by in the foreground. Yeah, when Bruce Schlesinger was drumming for him. Yeah, I've, I've got one that's just absolutely beautiful except Jello's arm is up in front of Klaus. 
face, like Klaus's face. It's like Jello's got his arm up all defiant, and yeah. it's like right in front of Klaus's face, and it's like, God damn it, because mm. it would be so cool otherwise. Mm. About a foot tall stage with uh, plastic palm trees on it and stuff. Mm. <laughs> no, no, one, no one really does that anymore. You put some, some theatrics in your performance and stuff. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, I was on the Dead Kennedy's guest list from like 1979 to 84 when they were in L.A. I shot a lot of their shows. Where would they um, come play in L.A.? Like a lot of times, like... It was awesome. Just on all the over. Whiskey in 79 and 80. Oh, God damn, that was great stuff. It was really amazing. I took my sister, and she was up in the balcony at the Whiskey. She was kind of scared shitless that she was going <laughs> to be in the middle of a riot, like now. Yeah, that yeah. seems to be a crazy 79, the 80 decade. The energy was unbelievable. It was yeah. so great. That's awesome. Who would uh, who would have been on that show then? Do you remember? The Dead Kennedys Open? and yeah, say oh, other people on there. There was Black Flag. Oh wait, uh, no. Um, mm. If it was yeah, seventy nine. I can't, I can't whiskey, even recall. Oh, no. I know the Butthole Surfers opened for them at the Whiskey, and uh, the Feeders. The Feeders. And, that sounds uh, familiar. Uh, the Bee People. <laughs> yeah. That sounds familiar. They opened for the Kennedys at the Whiskey. Damn. Wild ass stuff, huh? Yeah. No one really plays the Whiskey like that anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't, it's, it's not as, not as popping as it used to be, but. Yeah, that, that, co- that corner of the Whiskey, Roxy, Viper Room. Yeah, it's not, diaper room. not what it used to be. <laughs> what? The Diaper Room? The Diaper Room. Yeah, <laughs> diaper that's right. <laughs> It was funny, like, somebody made a viable club out of a dump club that was a joke, mm. you know, that was a central, and it was just like where bands went to die, kind of, and it was really lame, and they turned it around, it's kind of, like, usually somebody takes over a restaurant, they're out of there in a couple of years, and then somebody else takes it over, yeah. and they're out of there, because it's, it's kind of yeah. like, fuck, man, it's like, ain't happening, pay attention. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pay attention to that thing. Yeah. yeah, here in L.A., we have, like, uh... A lot of, at least last year, a lot of sh- uh, venues were coming up and down, coming and going. Yeah, that's been that way all the time. Like in right. the punk scene, they'd have one show and then they go, fuck no. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yeah, that's that happens to us all the time. There's this one venue that uh, shut down called the Handbag Factory and kind of the same thing. I've heard about that. They didn't, they didn't sh- like throw too many hardcore punk shows Is and that where we came in. And- Dave was doing stuff? What's that? Was that? Is that where my friend Shit Show Day was doing the photo exhibit and bands are playing? I'm not sure. Is it on a like a eighth floor of a warehouse building and like by office? No, it's it's on the it's on a second floor. I think you might be thinking of uh, the one by uh, by the tracks or some shit. Mm. The factory, the factory. Yeah, maybe, I yeah. think that's it. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, a good one too. Yeah. I was gonna say because it's not. Uh, I know they do art shows at that place, Lethal Amounts, downtown, right? You've done a show there, I think, I've right? Done Once? Two shows yeah. There. I think I actually, before I met you, I think I had actually gone to one of those there, I believe. I hope it was the first one. I th- I, possibly, because I remember seeing all those, uh, like the Black Flag Damage, and uh, you shot that one Hollywood Sucks picture too, right? Mm-hmm. Or Yeah, so it must have been that show. That yeah. was in an abandoned apartment building on Hollywood Boulevard. I think it was, it, it was close to Grauman's, mm. but I don't recall right where it was at, but it was uh, called the Garden Court Apartments, but it was, became an abandoned building, it was a crash pad, and like ODs and fires <laughs> and shit, and it was, 
they called it Hotel Hell, and I took that picture in there. Mm. Yeah, how are like, I mean, the neighborhoods changed so much over time, but I'm, I'm, LA must have been a very interesting place, like in you know those years seventy nine to 80, 83, 84, like Holly, Hollywood place. You just here. Had to search out everything. Yeah, for sure. It wasn't on a, you know, no, there was no social media back then either, right. too, you know. That you just have to see with flyers and stuff. Yeah. I didn't listen to the radio. I never listened to K Rock. Mm. I'd go see the bands live and photograph them. Right. Johanna Went just had a retrospective performance uh, show downtown LA and she. For what what band's that? Johanna Went. She's yeah. a performance artist. She recorded a single and an album. Oh, okay. And had a bunch of different people like Dennis Duck and uh, Carl Picotta and Kendra Smith and stuff playing on their record. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, what are some... What um, was I going to say about that? Uh, she, oh, yeah, she having a show? Oh, but she she thanked me for documenting. Like, I, I have hundreds of photographs of her. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, like, thick pile of... Yeah, I saw a lot of her performances, and she thanked me, and she goes, and not only for me and documenting what I did, but for everybody else that you know, you worked really hard, and it was like, wow, it was really nice, really cool. Yeah, yeah, it is nice when, um, like, people appreciate your work or whatever, you know, and say like, that's you know, thank you for your work. History of people that they don't even remember or know. Yeah, I photographed tons you know people think i shot black flag and the kennedys and you know and it's like i photographed every fucking band i could get together you know everybody right. they were all part of it and i want to include it like i keep joking i have pictures of the rim pests you know i want to put them in my book yeah they were part of that shit you know? something needs to be seen you know not a lot of people can yeah in 84 is when i got a studio and i just stopped shooting live photos and started doing studio and location photographs and i started working for record companies that paid you know shit <laughs> yeah i was gonna say did your career at that point even like uh <clears throat> go up at that point working i mean you were working with at i mean you probably didn't have perspective at the time but like all these prolific people like like you're saying dead Kennedy's black flag all these people and stuff like that but then you went to they, work they with say good. like alice cooper and like stuff like that was that like was that like a what was that for you like a that transition it was just doing something different with my ideas and talent yeah i'll say it with quotation marks around it. well still being creative and doing something different like when thrash band started i was like oh no thanks and i just did i didn't dig it and i just like bailed and i got the studio at the same time i just like stopped going to punk shows but i was omnipresent on the la punk scene for five years if you went to a show I was fucking there. Yeah. Like, I figured I went to a thousand punk shows during that time. That's, yeah, and you said you always had your camera, work. too. I drove from Covina out to the valley, down to Orange County, out to Riverside. You know, it's yeah. funny. We have a homie like that now. His name's Ruben, mm-hmm. Ruben Preciado, and same thing, man. Stocks up on a lot of film, mm-hmm. and he's yeah. always on the road. Film bag, Just coming yeah. back from San Jose Everything. right now with one of the bands, because he was filming and film photography mm-hmm. so I, yeah you you gotta please you gotta be everybody stop doing handheld videos please <laughs> right unwatchable folks <laughs> what he does is he has a um 
a camcorder and he gets actually good shots yeah, it's good be really stable but um Jumping he's done so he's so unwatchable yeah, yeah. You know, you and, then, and then to me rock video editing destroyed filmmaking and the really <laughs> genius uh video that went with herbie hancock's rocket video that was an, like animated and and cut to the music and st- mm-hmm. with the rhythm and the music and you know and then boom and everybody started doing that fucking rock video editing you know that um and now like if i'm wa- buying anything with the screen i'll say edit edit okay. edit and it does every time i say it at least nine out of ten times it's just like well, every second and then by taking something like that it's sort of grandizing it in a sense but it's actually totally trivializing it because we got this and we got this and we got that it, right after each other and it's like you just trivialize all this shit and that um uh, what's the yeah it doesn't um but yeah i understand that, like you know that it, it's just it, it's really common now you know the handheld camera jerking around it's like fuck you fuck it's not watchable i don't care unless you're in the middle of an earthquake or something like that you know what i mean it's yeah. like other way oh god i saw somebody on social media that posted some drunken video stuff from las vegas and it was literally this camera shaking around with some people in the street and it's like yeah it's like that was huh? us and then, <laughs> then you posted it it's just, just to show you're totally drunk and can't even hold still or right anything. it was yeah. funny i know but some of that stuff know, is it, it trivializes stuff like yeah. it becomes like it doesn't picture, come as valuable or well, well motion picture becomes stills and it's this still then it's that still and it's this still and then it's this still generally yeah and then it, it trivializes each one because like no we got this for you to look at now now we got this for you to look at and and it's like that's not filmmaking that's not cinematography that's just like and if it was a series of good stills it would be bad but it's not so it's a series of bad stills and it's horrific crap you know yeah. hold the fucking camera still for a minute fuckhead you know it's just crazy making i think <laughs> No, is there, in, the, in the 80s, they did rock videos where they were swinging the camera back and forth at them. It's like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. You know? Oh, like yeah. Like a poison bleh. video. Yeah. You know, well, like, we can forget about those mid-80s rock videos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the early... Videos in general. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's a right way to do... You know, uh, it's funny. We're doing a show um, in a couple weeks at our house venue uh, in Vernon, uh mm-hmm. With this, house with this inhabitable and burning, yeah. How's that happen? <laughs> oh, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I gotta hear this, dude. Yeah. There's only exactly. four other houses on the block. It's hilarious. But hey, the neighbors get along with the music fine. How did you manage? To it's get not it? our place. It's our buddy Murphy's house, and he lives there with a uh, a friend of his. And uh, we were we re- rehearsed there in the garage, and we started throwing shows there. And now it's really going. But anyways, we have this band Drain coming. They're uh, you feel familiar with uh, Revelation Records? You remember yeah, them? Heard of them? But uh, a new band on that label and they're doing a music video at our house venue or whatever so we're doing a show and stuff but I was gonna say I don't know if there's like a right way to do a music video for a band I guess you just gotta fucking just do it if you're trying to well most videos that I happen to come in contact with they're like half concept and half live and it's
Yeah, we're thinking about that. On the way out here, we're just talking about like music video ideas and yeah, it's just it's not only editing. Dude. Like I really want to get something going. Like, yeah. Seems like good. I don't know. It'd be fucking tight just to, to have that out there. Well, if it doesn't stand out, it's not worth doing hardly. You know, and if you so you have to come up with a good concept. Most of the time, when I would problem solve, I would think like, oh, this is a logical conclusion. And think of like, this is my first thought to solve this problem, sort of, you know? And then so usually what I would do is go, I'd go fucking 180 after that. My logical thought, like this is a, like there it is. And then I go, oh, no, no, no. That's going to be the general thoughts of most people. So I would head the, you know, 180 the other direction after that initial thought a whole bunch of times excuse me damn there's a bunch of them back here I'm <laughs> to collect all of them oh, I know. leaves are falling on us yeah, it's, it's that time it's <laughs> awesome you're speaking on a, on what you said earlier um like when when, when you said uh like, you know, when people will look for you, you know? Like, you know, you don't never promote. You said you never promoted oh, all that other well, stuff. Oh, well, like, I, I was always at shows, and the group sex album cover is one of the first ones I did, or the first one I did, actually, and it came out really good. When I got that, I was all, oh, that looks cool, and I flip it over and looking for my name, and it's not on there. I was like, oh, what? And it's on the liner sleeve. <laughs> oh, that, yeah, exactly. That was one of the first uh, album covers then you shot? That was the first one. That was the first one. Sorry to interrupt, but we were like, I, I was always at shows. The punks didn't look in the phone book for a photographer. I was there, you know, and, I, and I'd bring my photos. I had an 8x10 box of prints I'd bring and show people and stuff. It was kind of funny. I met Chuck Burke the night after I took the Wasted Youth flip photo. I'd gone home and developed it and printed the photo and I brought it with me. And I fell in with a couple of kids who were heading to a, a show uh, at the Bard's Apollo, which is down like south of the 10 and fell in and it was him and i met him the next night the, the skateboarder punks chuck yeah. burke that was doing the flip off the forward flip people mm. think it's a back flip it's a forward flip oh, okay he was landing on his feet too uh, yeah he's a he knows a lot about skate culture and stuff too. i have to show you the boards i have damn you got some boards here? two Mm. Yeah, my brother's like shreds through them. He used to his ankles are done now though. Like, he what? His ankles he used to shred through oh, them. Yeah, really? yeah, yeah, but he's, he's, he's that, yeah. I I couldn't do that because that was still going. Yeah, he yeah. got hurt recently though. I heard he's a cool dude. I I photographed him uh, six feet out of the Whittier skate park pool in 1981. I was with my best friend George Bellinger, the drummer from the Real Christian Death, and. He was standing over near the pool out of my picture, and I was focused on the edge of the pool standing back here. And as Cab would come up, he was like, Foom, you know, and George go, you know, he'd see him coming, he'd go, now. Yeah. And I totally got him topped out. Yeah. And he's got six feet of air. It's amazing. And he's holding the board with his left hand, I think, and his, no, his right hand. He's holding the board, and this one's out, and he's turned. He's got a helmet on and stuff, and he's looking toward me, totally recognizable oh, yeah. from 81. I gotta find that negative. I haven't seen it in a long time. But I was uh, heading up north one time and I called him up and I said, Hey, I'm coming through town. And he met me up on top of the bridge over the freeway and I gave him a couple of copies of the photo. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that's fucking, that's what's up. And I know when we last spoke, you said you still have so many photos to go through. Have you tackled any? Any little piles of stuff? I got 285 photos of the high res scans of Vandal's photos of mine, mm. the real Vandal's. I always have to mention. Oh, I know. Yeah. The oh, real I... vandals and the real Christian death, yeah. folks. 
<laughs> they, they I know. Look. I think you were saying you sent the Vandals some photos, and they're like, "Oh, sick! Thanks for well, these." Well, Steve Human, he's one of my best friends, the bass yeah. player from Detox and the, the Real Vandals. Yeah, who? Uh, I think I was asking you a little bit last time I was here, but what are some like um, LA heads you still talk to from back in back in those days? Oh shit, a lot of them. I don't know. I mean, uh, with Gaza and and Keith Morris and Jello and. Jack Grisham, but I haven't for a couple of months. Casey Royer, Eddie Egan, you know Eddie Egan? He used to work with SB and... Uh, I know... Um, I have a lot of old punk friends still. I know, like, uh, Keith Morris still goes to... Uh, there's this, like, little music school off of, like, Sunset in Vermont or something. Uh-huh. It's this cool little, like, music school, and I know he goes there every once in a while, checks out, like, uh, performances. Does? Keith Morris. Oh, oh okay, yeah. yeah. It's like so a, weird. He's got that hair. Yeah. Wow. That's cool looking. Yeah. I always say I dread my hair looking like that. <laughs> and that's dedication, man. Dreading it. I saw a real tall cat in a pass a South Pasadena gas station, and his dreads were on the ground a little bit. Oh my god. And he was god. tall, skinny guy too. He'd get in the car and sweeping that shit back up. And oh no. Like wow. That's be heavy. You know. Such a like, yeah. What. My brother, uh, he has really big curly hair, or used to at least. And um, one one morning he was like scratching his head. He was like, "What the hell?" And like he had a dread, like like a dread just formed by itself in the back, like directly. Yeah, yeah, like directly in the back. And I was like, "No way, that's a soul dread. They just fucking keep it." And like it just got longer, and he was he would twist it every now and then. We'd be out skating. He's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." yeah. It's just, dude, it was like that long. It was fucking like seven, eight inches by the end of it. He had a big old afro. Yeah, just right down the middle. And the next thing you know, he's like, fuck it, shaved his head, kept the tail for a little bit. And he was like, yeah, I'm going to keep it. Like, I've never really seen it. Bam. I, I used to love the, the punks that had, a, like, a butch haircut with a tail. I thought that was awesome-looking haircut. Yeah. I actually grew a tail. Like, my hair was cut almost like this. But I grew a tail down past the middle of my back. Oh, when I used to I used to dye my hair blue-black, and I grew a long tail. Yeah, Usually like, it's, like, long-haired guys that in, cut them off and leave them. Right, yeah. That's what's funny is, like... The punks rail against the hippies, and those aren't hippies. Those are long-haired rednecks. The hippies are gone. Right. Those are not hippies, you know. And they keep oh, kill the hippies, and it's like no, it's the long-haired rednecks. That, right, like you know, the li- because, like Leonard Skinner. Because somebody and like... they had long hair became a hippie, and it's like uh uh-uh. uh, oh, yeah. no, you know. And, and it and it's kind of a you know rail against the long-haired rednecks. Right? Yeah. Jello did. <laughs> there was some like. I was thinking of like like the decline. There's like everyone in that has like very interesting hairstyles. It's kind of like all over the place in there. <laughs> what a great title! What's that? What a great title! Yeah. Oh yeah. The decline of Western civilization. What a perfect. When title. I went to the did premiere, you did the, did she come up with that? Assumedly, uh, maybe or probably. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah uh, when you went to the premiere. Yeah, I went. I thought it, for some reason I thought it was a Grommans, and I went up there, and. Uh, um, and I was with three friends, and I, you know, and they're saying, no, it's not here. And I look down the street, and I see these flashing lights, and I ran, like, about, what, five blocks down there, just like, and I stood in the middle of the street and did those handheld photographs that are, like, Mission Impossible, like, one-second exposure handheld and stuff that crystal clear. You know, one of them is, at least. The other ones are printable. Mm-hmm. You know, I used to do long exposures all the time. I do double exposures where I'd guess the exposure 
have this like little fucking piece of shit camera and it's like just a little plastic thing. It doesn't take a fancy equipment to take a good photo. Yeah. And yeah, so like the little thing is it, it no viewfinder has nothing on it. It's a fisheye lens, like bigger than the actual like body itself. Mm -hmm. And it has this little thing in the back, you just switch it on and it does like like th like over three exposures. Just mm -hmm. like every which way. You know, like you're talking about fish eyes, like they're always shooting skater to fish eyes. That makes everything in focus. But it also diminishes your subject matter. Yeah. It, yeah. it pushes them away. Yeah. You know, you were right on top of those guys, you know. You could be in their face, but it's like, no, but it's all in focus because yeah. you're using a fish eye. Right. You know, on all my uh, live punk photos from that era or era, um, I shot with a 50 millimeter lens. I was like next to the people on, you know, on stage. They were my friends and I knew them and I saw them every, you know, five nights a week I'd see these people, like that kind of thing. And it yeah. was like, you know, when I started going probably there was, I, I, I've kind of, I've said it before, like there was about 200 punks in LA at that time and half of them were in the bands that were around. Right, yeah. You know, there wasn't Natural. very many people. And, it was a strange mix of misfits, you know, I, you know, from jumping morons to geniuses, you know, we're all mixed together, it was, it was crazy. <laughs> it's still, yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's the characters you meet. That's how it is at our spot. Yeah. I love our Drunken morons and geniuses. Yeah, drunken and a little bit of both. No, I'm okay. Oh, I'm good, thanks, man. Um, yeah, is there any... Um, like photographers or artists like nowadays that you like to follow up with or like keep an eye on still uh, my friend shit show dave he, shit he show does dave. great work um uh, you know jessica montcrief she's a good friend of mine she's a talented photographer these all uh la based people yeah mm. shit shows from england and he's only he's only been shooting punk for a couple two and a half years or something he does great oh stuff. really yeah. yeah what kind of stuff uh, like medium format or like in their face pictures it's or as far as uh the, 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 the medium format mm. as well, yeah. Yeah. yeah wait what's he shoot what's andrew shoot on that fucking Mamiya camera. Oh, he just, yeah, oh, Andrew just got it. Those tanks, you know, he just got a Hasselblad, Hasselblad, and it's like, well, it's a square format. You can always crop a rectangle if yeah. you need to, you know. Yeah, totally. And I like full frame stuff and show that there's decent composition to begin with. <laughs> I just had stuff used in a Stray Cat's 40th anniversary box set. They crop my photos. Oh, right, I saw that you and, when you got it, when it, it came like, over. Well, what? And, and then they did collective credit in the back. The graphic designer get his credit, but it says photographs by, you know, Jill, you know, it's actually had my name on top. It said Edward Culver and then, you know, Jill Blow and Bob, what's his name? And, and it was like, that's not credit. I, I waited a month before I emailed that guy about it. I, I, I waited a month to calm down. I go, that's bullshit. You know, because yeah, you like, don't know which you know, photos like, which oh, you took or... this shit one. Yeah, it's like, no, I took that one. You know, yeah. People have seen for 40 years. I think... I think people who aren't um, familiar with like photography or like be or the role of photographer, they'll like they they don't realize that a photo is just like a like a song for like like a like a what a song is to a band is I would say like what a photo to a photographer right so it's like well, yeah. it's like you playing a song and then not even getting fucking credit for it and it's like hey that's fucking my my well, band. Well, what I've said in regards to that on social media is that. So you, you, you would 
credit the band if you played a song why not credit the photographer you know yeah. my stuff got like i'd never been on the internet until i got an iphone about eight years ago and mm -hmm. and uh because through my little t-shirt things i was doing at the time that this guy had set up a facebook account and i got on there and every single time i logged on to facebook i would see my photos with no credit it was it blew my mind i was like my god they're fucking everywhere you know and i didn't post them i didn't post any of them at least now i you see know? there's a and couple like, fuck. there's a couple big uh hardcore punk pages on instagram that repost your stuff a lot like hardcore old school yeah, you know that uh -huh. page i haven't been on there in three they, and a half they, months uh, or something though that's good just an addiction but uh that's a cool page they, mm -hmm. they they post a lot of your photos hardcore yeah. old school oh, yeah. Gee, sure. um cool yeah would have been some of like uh is there some new famous or or not uh, is there some new photos that you've uh, like unwrapped that you got excited about that you've been digging through at all of the stuff i've done yeah, yeah, um, like digging well, through like photos, said, developing have, other like stuff, a, that vandal stuff. But. 285 photographs of the real vandals, that's pretty cool. And my good friend Steve and Jan can actually finally see them, which, you know, I shot them like forever ago. Yeah. And I feel that I have like 20 undeveloped rolls in my fridge, and I don't even know when they're from. I don't label anything, so mm -hmm. whenever I take them to go get developed, and my brother will do them, it's just like, you know, roulette, fuck it. So, uh... You're, you're rolling your own film and all that? No, I I, I want that I mean, little box I mean to, to roll it. like, onto reels and developing them? Yeah, my brother does it, yeah. Okay, what I used to do is when I'd back a roll out, as soon as it would go slack, I'd stop, yeah. and that would leave a tail out, and I'd just tear it off my teeth, and then, boom, it was I, it was an exposed roll of film. Yeah. And then I'd put it in my pocket and get a new one. One time I had my rinky-dink flash on my camera, it got broken by some guy jumping off and landing on and uh, I had it duct taped across the top and down the sides, of, across the top of the flash to hold it on and down the sides of the camera and I was shooting a show and I was in the pit at the whiskey and I don't remember who was playing but I ended the roll of film and I managed to take that shit apart and load a roll of film and get that tape back on there and keep shooting. <laughs> Some MacGyver shit out there. Like, just what were some of the, like, more... I mean, like, I think one of the questions I was asking you in the first interview was, like, what were some highlighted shows that were, say, like, uh, crazy moments or memorable moments? But I know you said, like, a lot of... Every show was kind of like that. But what were some shows that you can think of, like, say, like, that one where you were shooting and some crazy stuff happened? Oh, like, in the... There's a video of it. It's uh, Black Flag at the Olympic doing depression. And I'm the only person between the barricade and the stage. And there's a crowd of actually 3,000 people. You cannot find another photographer in the whole video. <laughs> it's kind of weird. It's like now everybody and their dog wants to be a punk photographer. I fucking, well, dog, I fucking hate that. I was going to say, I love that that was that because... To be honest, it's really fucking annoying in the hardcore punk scene. Everybody's fighting to get pictures. Right? The dude, the stage is filled with fucking fifty photographers and side what we call stage potatoes. And it's like, bro, are you here to see the band or look stage fucking potato. cool behind the stage in whatever photo or video? So I love them. the music, so I'm there to fucking dance and get off. Yeah. And I don't have a camera, so I'm gonna get off and stage dive because yeah, you, you know go. I document and interview interview the band later, but. Uh -huh. 
All these fucking man, people. I, I'm man. in the pit with like just a little point and shoot. I'm just like, just running around, and then just running back that way. Fucking the little tiny one, dude. Like, fuck it. If these come out, they but come yeah, out. Just, and not whatever, dude. Yeah, but I just hate that. They're so. It's definitely well, saturated. Like you know, even if I was getting knocked sideways, I was trying to compose the picture. Yeah. Not just take it, but like frame it. And what were some, I was just thinking too, like, to some of the more, more iconic photos, like say the American hardcore photos or, um, stuff like that. Um, do you remember sometimes like My in the moment? Of Danny's fire you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That, that one, bit, either that or the flip too. Uh-huh. Um, the picture of the crowd with the dude flipping. Um, do, like, do you, like, do you have like some moments of that where like, I know you said like. You, you would develop stuff that night when you knew you well, got something really good, yeah, but... Like when a night I got a lightning bolt going level across the roof of a Victorian house and a time exposure, I was like, I, the, it, the lightning happened? I couldn't believe it. Yeah. <laughs> that picture of Chuck Burke is totally in focus. You know, like I only used a 50 millimeter lens with a... Uh, I had an Olympus OM-1. I never had a Nikon. I always wanted one. But I had a little, like hamburger sized flash that was battery operated on the top and uh the 50 millimeter lens and i was like down in front or like really early on when i was shooting photographs that i uh, would uh find a spot where i could get the drummer in the photo yeah mm. that's important like, the drummers are in the photo no, the whole thing is important and they always get excluded primarily the drummers you know and i'd find a place where it was between the cymbals and shit like that and then i would stay there for a while and i'd do full stage shots and making sure i got the drummer in there to me like i've got tons of stuff at black flag with three out of four guys or four out of five guys showing and it's like you know it's all chaos and they're amazing in a way but it's like and it doesn't live up to my standard in my opinion you know i'll probably publish it but at the same time it's like you know i you know i i don't know it's not the one you you really wanted, but it could have been better. You like when it's a full, like everything's there, the full composition. Up in yeah. front of Klaus's face, and it's like that. It shows that you know, Bruce, yeah. Bruce drumming yeah. and Klaus Kira. and and or I mean, uh, and East Bay Ray and and Bruce Schlesinger and Jello, but then Klaus's face is behind Jello's upraised arm. It's like damn. damn. <laughs> um. Well, are you excited for the uh, the art show? It should be fun. I know you're talking about there may may or not be some movement with the venue, but it seems like no, it'll be a cool not time. Happening, I guess. I, I guess we've got this stuff sorted out. Okay, for sure. Sorted. 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 But that's cool. So this is gonna be a, in San Francisco, opening opening show. You said it's gonna be a string of shows. So this is the first show on February twenty ninth. Moving around, they're talking about and changing it up as it goes. But for this sure. Is opening on the twenty ninth. Okay. And you said, uh, yeah, what other cities are you possibly taking it to? They want to bring it to L.A. L.A.? And I'm awesome. not sure where else. Maybe Lethal? I don't have any idea. Hmm. That's cool. I'm trying to see where the venue possibly is on here. I'm not sure if it says on the flyer itself, but, but that would be cool. Yeah, it says events, workshops, giveaways, yeah. That would be cool. I know this artist who's making, um, there's a cool flyer for this, and he's doing a bunch of like uh, t-shirt prints of it, but yeah, that should be fun. Uh, any any other random what questions you got maybe? Any other random questions, man, I just, 
I dig, I dig you talking, man. It's so, it's so cool. We don't really get to talk to, you know, to fucking, you know, sick ass fucking storytellers, you know. So it's just, it, it's really fucking cool to that you have the, the time to. Thank you. Yeah, you know, to hang out with us right here and record this podcast and let all these young kids fucking listen to, you know. Maybe they've seen your fucking artwork for years, but they don't know who you are. So, yeah. you know, a cool introduction to all the the young cats out here and shit. And uh, you know, yeah, people think I did a lot of punk photos. They've seen like 100 of my photos. Yeah, I'm right. not kidding. Just like I know you've done like a lot of new wave stuff talent. too, right? No. Or no, mm-hmm. or yeah, no, <laughs> no, no, no. I shot or photographs of Berlin, Berlin for my yeah. friend Alan Niven. <coughs> that uh, he bad. had me shoot. <laughs> he had me shoot them. I shot them in Pasadena in an alleyway, and then in uh, at the Gamble House. Like uh, Terry Nunn and John, I did portraits of Terry Nunn looking through a broken window that was used. They uh, ended up, they got signed to Giffen Records, and a year after Alan had me shoot those photos, they used them for the Metro and the Sex Single covers. Mm. And I don't think I did much else, new wave stuff. <laughs> Talking about, you are just saying work that like meets your standards, what's some of like your favorite work then that really hits every element like that you love? What are my photos? Of your photos, yeah. Oh, well, I'm quite happy like, with quite a few of them. Yeah, uh, well, of course, yeah. you you got quite a few to be proud of. Well, like, say, like, for instance, that Dead Kennedys one you were talking about where everyone's in the photo perfectly or something. Oh, um, I don't know. I've got a lot of photos that I'm really yeah. happy with. I can't, I'm, I'm working on a second book, and, uh, you know, I want it to just be this big, fat, all punk book with all these bands that I photographed and I want to get quotes from my old punk rock friends for it and awesome. write descriptive notes as much as possible on how I did the photos. That's what I was doing on social media, describing how I accomplished some of the photos, you know. Yeah. And guy said something like, he goes, I don't understand a word of that, but this is fucking amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool because I, uh, you showed me the, the first book you did here. Um, but I, I didn't get a. I remember seeing that though. I didn't. I don't have. I don't think I had a chance to pick one up myself or see it anywhere. If but because it was pretty limited. You said it was limited to five thousand. I think 7, that one. Seven thousand. Yeah, I heard about a copy going for just under three thousand dollars with taxes recently. <laughs> and that one again. I forget. What is it? Something at the tunnel or end of the tunnel? Oh, blight at the end of the. Blight fun- at the end of the funnel. tunnel. Funnel. funnel. Blight at the end of the funnel. Oh, that one's a cool one. Um. When's the book well, possibly? That's just an idea right now, not really. No, I'm working on it. Working but it's on just it. Barely started. I have some really cool people that are going to help me and stuff. And, no, that sounds cool. And actually, I might have it in at a good publisher, and so things are looking up. But I, the big problem is I got to scan my negatives. Mm. When I had my book done, the imbeciles that they hired to do the scans for my book, they cut some of my negatives, like my Andy Warhol portrait. I had little tails hanging out so you can put it in a larger and clip it down, okay? They cut those off and they stick them back in the sleeves. And it's like, now if I'm printing that picture, I have to put it in a glass plate negative. And it's like, oh, why did you clip those off? You didn't want to scan some clear plastic? You know, it's it's like, it was, I couldn't believe, and they cut it close too. Like if they just trimmed off the beginning of the other images. I used to do that, I'd I'd look at it, find the best one sometimes, I'd just throw the rest away. Yeah. When I, oh, I was going to mention that it's like I, when I photographed Tom Waits in 1985, mm. I took three frames. Click, click, click. That's that it. was it? That was it? Yep. 
And then when I photographed Ice Cube on that picture that became his greatest hit, yeah. I shot that in one minute. I, I was photographing a record <laughs> signing contract. My friend Dino Paradis had got me a job just shooting him, signing the contract with the mm -hmm. suits from Priority. And he was sitting at the desk and he was like, wow, he's got some awesome eyes. And so I said, hey, can I take your picture after the suits walked out of the room? And he said, sure. And I sat him down on the arm of a couch to get a blank background and um, yanked my light over. I was using a stand with an umbrella, which like <laughs> like newspaper photographer did yeah. do that. But I'd walk in and just plug it in here and there and set up a stand and put a head on it and put an umbrella on it. Everybody looked great, yeah. you know took about two minutes to set it up and That's make funny. really nice photos which like a lot of times wow. I, f I feel like great moments like that happen very quickly and it's not not what, a controllable it's very well organic. i knew what i wanted to get yeah yeah and so i just sat him down there and i said put your chin down <laughs> you know and uh, i did two polaroids that i didn't look at and i put on one roll of 120 black and white film and uh shot the 10 photographs and uh i was done and then the suits walked back in and said, what are you doing? Oh, don't really worry funny. about it. Oh, and then my friend Dino. <laughs> well, was, I'm helping you out. He was a graphic designer at Priority at the time. And I gave him a print just of Ice Cube's eyes. I, I, just, I did a test print when I was making a print of it. And it was just his eyes and it was torn ragged paper. And I, I gave it to him. And then he taped it up on his top of his computer. <laughs> and then a week later, Bless he it. called me up and said that they wanted to use it for a billboard. Mm. And then by another fluke, just yeah, just those eyes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And another fluke. Years later, I was at a party in the quote-unquote art complex that I lived in, and uh, this, I met this woman, and she said that she was art director at Priority and stuff, and she said she'd heard of me and you know wanted to see some of my work, and I said I got a stack of prints upstairs. Do you want me to bring them down? And she said sure, and she's flipping through them. And she sees the ice cube one and says, we wanted to use this. We had no idea who took it. And then, boom, it ended up being his greatest hits package. Hey, wow, cool. that's awesome. Pretty weird. Mm. I photographed all the guys in NWA right oh. after they broke up. Really? Mm-hmm. What was that? Like, uh, where was this? In L.A., obviously? Yeah. yeah, it was all different locations. I photographed Cube at Martin Luther King Hospital. I photographed Easy in my studio. He was videotaping my well-hung Klansman sculpture, and I was like, oh, what are you going to do with that fuckhead? I was really stressed about that. It's like, you just, you know, it's like. <laughs> you let him be. That's cool. I, yeah, I didn't know. Did they end up using it? I have no idea. I never heard about it. This was just when they broke up? So this is what, like 90, 90, 91 when they broke up? NWA? I don't remember. I don't know. I, I had... Oh, that, that was funny because, like, I have an old collection of, like, uh, rap and stuff, uh, like the Watts Prophets and Black Rapping and uh, White Society and, like, The Last Poets and, and, and Gil Scott Heron original recordings. And uh, the original one is, like, Small Talk on 184th Street that... You know, they later did that ugly album cover and sitting in that sling chair, that butterfly chair of Gil Scott Heron. It's like that cover's so lame. You seen the original one? No. Oh, he's all jonesed out sitting on some steps. It's amazing. Damn. The wrong one. So, huh? like, I had this collection of this stuff. And uh, so, when he, this is my favorite music story, I think it was like when Easy was in my studio, I said, Oh, I really like the way you sample the last poets off the Ride On soundtrack and Real Niggers Don't Die. 
And he was just looking at me like, huh? Huh? It was really, really funny. <laughs> you know, I knew what he sampled and where, you know. Yeah. And that back then, rap wasn't popular, you know. It was gangster rap back then. Yeah. And it was really, uh, it was really unpopular, like, uh, yeah. amongst, like, Like right? punk like, was at one time. Right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> People were scared. Fuck, they hated punk, man. Fucking beat you up or looking that way and stuff. Yeah. It's like, shit. People are scared of what they don't know, right? <laughs> or don't understand. Or don't understand, right? Yeah. Like a packet, yeah. Um, yeah. No, no, that's cool. Any other? You said that's one of your favorite music stories. And is there any other cool, cool mm-hmm. little snippets like that? I don't know. That's oh. cool though. NWA. I love NWA. That's it. Oh, uh, one time I was at a show with my best friend I mentioned earlier, George Bellinger from the Real Christian Death, and mm. there was this. I was up against the stage photographing the band, and there was a girl from, uh, like. I think she was in a desperate teenage love dolls or she was we got power people but there was this kid trying to jump up and rip her blouse and so i kind of like you know i just shoved him a little bit like hey you know you know cool and he was jumping up just grabbing at her blouse and stuff and so i go back to photographing all of a sudden this little fucker came up and just slammed me like right in the side of the head and my camera into my nose when i wasn't looking you know it's probably better to use his fist than if he'd use his open palm, it would have been really serious. Yeah. You know? So I go after this guy, and the bouncers broke it up immediately. And so I'm like, I'm storming around, it's like, I'm going to kill you, yeah. you know? And I found him, and I actually I walked up to him and grabbed him by the neck, and I picked him up, and I carried him about 10 feet over to the monitor, and I slammed his head into the monitor, and I was choking the fuck out of him. <laughs> and George was like, I wanted to get your camera off your shoulder. You know, and, and so, and and then, you know, so I find out that there's some suicidal tendency kid. And I was like, oh, great. I can't go to a punk show. I'm going to get knifed. Yeah. You know, I was just like, oh, fuck. You know, and so I thought, oh, like, seriously, I'd have to Like stop. a guy in the band? Hmm? Like a guy in the no, band? No, not in the band. But, you know, the tendencies kid, and they were all wild, you know. I feel you, that's like one of our, (laughs) that's like risk. That's like the suicidal family, that's like the goons and shit. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I was like, my dad and that shit, like, yeah. So, uh, anyway, John Macias from Circle One heard about it, and he knew the kid, and he he goes, hey, you knew who that was? You fucked up. And yelled at this kid. And so, a week later, I'm at the Whittier (laughs) Roller Rink at a Vandals show, and this kid walked up to me and apologized and I wouldn't have oh, recognized so him. Oh, and he could have stabbed me just as easy. I didn't recognize him even, you know, it's like I didn't, re- it was only about a week later or <laughs> something, but John Macias told him that like, Hey, you, you fucked up and he apologized. Damn. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Yeah. John rest in peace. John killed right, by the Santa one. Monica police on this pier. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. I heard he threw a cop off the pier. He did? John? This is this is John of Circle One. I've heard of Circle One, right? Yeah. But I think I've heard of that story possibly. He was killed he was killed by the uh, Santa Monica police. Yeah. And I heard he threw a cop off the pier. Holy shit. (laughs) I'm I'm just like that guy was big. Yeah, I see I think I've seen pictures of him with like a cut off and like Mm -hmm. Yeah. I got a picture of him singing where he looks like he's swinging to kill somebody uh, you know, there's so much uh, you know people forget I even have photographs of bands they don't even remember that I photographed their band and stuff like 
I, I photographed like Stiff Vader's in 79 and backstage at the Whiskey and I photographed, uh, I did two totally different, like separate uh, photo shoots, if not three with the Lords of the New Church. Like I shot them right when they were first formed and uh, in a little shop front down off of Silver Lake Boulevard. And then I did them like, I did a couple other shoots with them. I, I took them into a club called Coco's Club and there was beer bottles and bottles, or, you know, and stuff and they had, it was a couch and it was all graffitied. I usually detest graffiti in photographs. And we lined the wall with the bottles and out around the couch and then back around and along the wall. Mm -hmm. and I, <laughs> I did a picture with this big string of bottles going around. And, that's funny. Yeah. That's totally like, that's like, a, that's like our venue we run, the CBR house. What's that? <laughs> Uh, it's the venue we like run and rehearse at where our friend lives yeah in Vernon mm -hmm. and there's just always beer bottles everywhere from shows and I have, I have a picture of uh, I'm like, surprised they allow bottles yeah one, one time I was at the Cuckoo's Nest I had a beer bottle it didn't really change trajectory it went like ping off the top of my head it had been lower holy like, yeah, shit just, now we have a picture of the homie and he's all passed out and we like stacked beer bottles on him Oh, yeah. Like boo -boo, just bottles everywhere, <laughs> all around him too. Like even all around him, it was like Christmas or something. We're like, all right, have a good night. We like left, and he woke up, and he was like, dude, did I drink that much last night? So I was like, yeah, dude, yeah, you fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we've been having a couple uh, actually like photo slash art shows there too. Um, you with Vernon. Yeah, at this at this uh, place where we uh, do shows and yeah, stuff. Because right we do it in a garage. Mm -hmm. And it's a bunch of like graffiti and writing everywhere and stuff like that. And we put um, for art shows. It's usually a band in there, but we've done a, what two, like two or three photo shows now mm -hmm. with some like artists and stuff like that. Cool. And yeah, like put you know all the prints and stuff and everywhere. And it's fun doing that in there too. Yeah, it's just cool. It's cool. It's just it irks me though some people are like all drunk pointing at the pictures and fucking touching like, it yeah. or something yeah well it's weird to me that people go into art galleries and just feel free to photograph everything that's in there that's fucking lame that's lame you know I had a guy that photographed two of my pictures on the walls crooked with reflections in them and then posted it and said it was Edward Culver's photos and it was like that's not my photo. Yeah, through, That's through a your photograph fucked up lens. Of my frame photographs. <laughs> and, you know, I, Photos over here, man. And it's like, and, you know, I kind of got all, and he was like, whoa, you know, and it's like, hey, that, that's not my photo. It's a photo of my photos. Yeah. What all, a guy. All what a guy. With, with your fucked up lens. <laughs> what a guy. Man. Well, anything to wrap up? What do you got? Um, so, this is coming up in end of the month. And then how long is that going to be going for, the art art show? Probably... I, I'm not sure. I think I'm... I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah, we got to go check it out. Yeah. And if I, not I'm the San Francisco, at least I'm LA. I'm on my book is all I'm basically doing right now. Yeah. That but, sounds really cool. Yeah, it's exciting. I want to see it happen. Yeah. I think you... Yeah, you... I mean... Seems like you could get a good publisher behind you to put yeah. all the pieces together and stuff. And My original book was supposed to be a four-volume box set. Mm, and wow. it was going to be like a 25-year overview, and it was going to be like a book all on punk, and then a book on street photos, oh, and wow. a book of celebrity portraiture stuff, like Ice Cube shit and stuff like mm -hmm. that, and then my my sculptures. 
and it, the the lady that published it, she said uh, that we'll have to come up with a new title. And I said, oh, we could call it a smattering of my shit. You know? I said, that's so. what I said to her, you know, I was like, damn, man. And I heard later that the publishers never even heard the prospect of a box set. Mm -hmm. So I just want to, like, do a book. Like, I want to put, like, 30 dead Kennedy photos, you know, and 15 Jello pictures and, yeah. know, you know, 30 TSOL or something. Like, like, put them all in there, all the good ones, mm -hmm. you know. I've got tons of shit. I did like band photos all the time and we'd like to do five locations we use one from one you know i got all this other stuff right you know? so much extra mm -hmm. stuff laying around and you know i've looked through that stuff so many times but it, like looking at it every once in a while with a different eye it's like you know what that's cool yeah you always get a new perspective sometimes like sometimes, um, sometimes. yeah See, I, I was going to say, I, I didn't even make contact sheets for my work unless they ordered some. Right. I, like, if I was just shooting and stuff, I would just, like, I could look at the negatives with a loop and just go, oh, there's a good one. And I would check band photos. I could tell that's a good one. And I would just check and see if everybody's eyes were open. Mm -hmm. I go, mm -hmm. okay, that's the one I use. Focus on getting those eyes open? Well, I was real good about not ever getting people with their eyes closed, even in a group of photos. You know, like a lot of people yeah. and stuff. There's a trick, like if if you're photographing a, a group of people, even like outdoors where it's really shitty light and everybody's, you know, squinting and all that stuff, it's like, hey, relax, close your eyes, count of three, open, one, two, three, click, and you get a hundred people all looking, not squinting or not blinking. Yeah. You know, it's just, you gotta control it. That's yeah. a cool trick. Yeah, that's a cool trick. Mm -hmm. I was showing my neighbor how much bounce light affects lighting you know and he, he was like whoa what you know and it was really funny like watch I mean, it should be yeah see it lighten up right yeah it's interesting little subtleties there i sit this way i don't see my beautiful yard because i sit here and read the newspaper because the source lights from behind me you know yeah. it's perfect lighting to read from and stuff yeah yeah actually it is perfect I know <laughs> we were sitting out here. He's like, oh, Yo, I wouldn't mind having for, a place for like our this. listeners, man. We're in fucking paradise right now. This shit is dope. Hey, you know, <laughs> like um, that. I I consider our home and our yard like a sanctuary, and it is for the animals and stuff. There's food and water mm -hmm. and shelter, and you know, I get all kinds of animals. And uh, like years ago, when they used the uh, Temptations heard it through the grapevine for the dancing raisin commercial. I got up and turned my television off, and I was like, "Oh fuck no!" You know that wasn't my favorite song at all or anything. You know, but it's like, "Oh no!" You know, I'm not going to be thinking of a hamburger when I hear a song I used to like. Right. And I turned my television off, and I didn't watch it for about 25 years. And that it, that commercial is what did it. And I just went, "Click, fuck you guys!" Yeah. And in my home. There's no auditory commercials ever. I don't hear them. You're not worming into my ear within my sanctuary yeah. of a home. You're not worming into my ear. You know, like like McDonald's trash in the street, they don't give a fuck about that because it's subliminal advertising. Right. I heard this amazing, evil, fucked up story that Gala Wine, this is in the 50s, like from what I recall, it was like gala wine came out with ripple which was designed for drunks and winos okay so they go into the ghettos and in skid row and stuff and put empties in the gutter in the doorways 
to make everybody think that's what they were drinking. Oh my God. That's it's so evil genius bullshit, and it's like that was in the fifties, folks. These guys have gotten way more yeah. tricky. Yeah, they've matured. Yeah, look how many they keep busting all these people all everywhere. Everybody's pu- pulling bullshit. You know what? That I I consider the advent of the bomb to what ails everything about mankind nowadays. For years, a couple of generations grew up thinking they were just going to get blasted off the map, like now, like in three minutes, you know? And they didn't give a shit about anything because of that. They was like, there isn't any tomorrow. They became very nihilistic, seriously. Right. Right the yeah. bomb. Everybody was like, oh, you know? And it's like, yeah, we developed that shit. whoop de doo You know? And uh, that just... That made people like live for the day kind of and and not worry about polluting or trash and shit it's like who cares it's not going to be here tomorrow right i really think it's saying people's you know psychology or whatever the proper word would be yeah the mechanics yeah uh, what are we at i think we're at you know what's interesting is if you look up the word lobbyist in the dictionary it says right there it says special interest it's illegal, folks. Yeah, special interest. I hate politics and shit, man. I'm out of it. Voting should be the only legal form of lobbying. These lobbyists, is bullshit. Because yeah. they have money, they get away with crap. That's so they're, fucking lame. They're fucking We have the best sides. government money can buy. Yeah. I know. Not, not, not excited about all the politics stuff coming I'm up so right now during it. the election. It's all the politics 24-7 now. Mm, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just weird. Having it right in your fucking face, having it right here, this guy's done. Yeah, oh, this is Adam Schiff. All hail Adam Schiff. He's great. I wish he'd run for president. I'd vote for him in a fucking heartbeat. <laughs> yeah. All right, well... Just wanted to let's probably wrap up here. I wanted to say thanks for coming on again, man. I really appreciate it. Um, that was fun. You stopped yeah. it? No, no, oh, we're yeah, we're just, we're just about to head out, but um, yeah, we're wrapped. Um, <laughs> no, really, really cool stories, and uh, no, it's always a pleasure like coming over here. And uh, well, thank you. Yeah, you're a good dude. We could go for like five more hours if we really want to. Yeah, I know. Come back. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, power line. power line podcast. We're out. We're out.